Autumn, I don't think we disagree enough. I think we do. I. <laughs> you just disagreed with me. All right. <laughs> A good start. A good start. Ba-da-ding. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we disagree enough on this podcast. I've been listening to podcasts and it doesn't happen a lot, but when there is disagreement, there's this drama, this tension. And I think it's really, it's good. It's good listening. It's good content. We do have tension and drama. But also, if I can add, this is a podcast about uh, humor. I disagree with that. And mindfulness. I don't think this is a podcast about humor. I think it's a podcast about self-aggrandizing my own ego. (laughs) Because I like to listen to myself talk. That's what this podcast you know what? is really I'm about. Gonna, I'm going to agree with you on that. Well, now I changed my mind. <laughs> and now I disagree with that last statement that I just made. I think we do it. You know what I think happens? What? I think you edit it out. <laughs> I think whenever there's like a disagree, I say something, you're just like, yeah, we're not going to put that in there. Hello there, my friends. Welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast a podcast all about travel planning and Disney entertainment through the lenses of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'm Justin, a hyper-nerd travel planner. And I'm Autumn, a new-to-Disney enthusiast and a clinical social worker. And a licensed clinical social worker. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll bet you my entire collection of self-help books that you're going to enjoy today's episode. If you do, be so kind as to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you did that. Also, you know what? Tell yourself about this podcast because you need to start putting yourself first. I like that. <laughs> like remind yourself about this podcast. Yes. Yeah. We're here for you. You yes. know, so if if you're enjoying it, that's great. And maybe find a way to make it part of your self-care routine. <laughs> yeah. Draw yourself a nice bubble bath. Put on the Easy Dizzy yes, podcast. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm about to draw a bubble bath tonight with my new her. <laughs> Okay, today on the show, we are talking to Leanne, also known as the Magical Life Coach. We're going to hear about her approach to life coaching, and she's just got some really interesting and insightful takes on Disney movies. I think you're going to enjoy listening to that. But first, we've got news, trivia, and mailbag with the Jiminy Cricket to my wooden boy, Autumn. (laughs) Your wooden boy. (laughs) Hello, everyone. It's because you're like my conscious, because you... Because you, like, you tell me to oh, do stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. It's a mighty title. Yeah. You're giving me a, a lot of power there. Yeah. You, yeah, absolutely. You've got a lot of power. So tell me, speaking of which, tell me about your uh, your day today. I got my hair done. Yeah, you did. It looks really good. Thank you. What? I really keep looking at it and touching it. Mm. It's nice. It looks good. You got some twists in there. I got twists, which I've never had. Never had my hair braided in any way before. So this was really a nice treat. And mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I love it. And I'm really looking forward to having my hair look good in a style that I don't have to like do anything to every day. Yeah. It's a nice break. <laughs> Tiana would look good with twists. Why doesn't that Tiana happen? Tiana would look great with twists. I think in the beginning, it's not like full twist, but I think she does have her hair in some kind of... When she's a girl? I think she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning at some point. And when she was a little girl, yeah. But yeah, speaking of which, she's in the room with us. I got the bag for those of you uh, (laughs) that didn't know yet. Rocking that Princess Diana Dooney and Burke toe and loving it. She's had a full week with me now. She has. And I feel like a princess with my hair in this twist, I gotta say. I'm excited. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna get some of those um, like pretty beads and like the metal clasps to put in this week. I like it. I think you're going to look real good with some beads in there. Yeah. (laughs) Update on my hair. Still don't have any. The top of my scalp is still (laughs) covered in a layer of sebum. Sebum. Your sebum game is on 
point. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. That's true. All right. Enough sebum chat. You want to get into highly suspect headlines? Let's do it. All right. So highly suspect headlines. That's how we do news on the Easy Dizzit podcast. I'm not just going to read you the news. I'm going to read Autumn some fake news mixed with some real news. And she's going to have to determine which is which. True. And you can play along. All right. If you want. Or you can just believe everything I say and just have a really inaccurate picture of Disney news. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> well, you do, no, you will know because then I guess and then you tell me if it's, I'm right or wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll let you know. Yeah. But if you just wanted to filter that part out and just listen to the headlines. Oh. Yeah. I that mean, would also be a fun experiment. And I don't think an uncommon practice. Yeah. A lot of people just read the headline and don't actually open the article. <laughs> That's true. All right, Autumn, you ready for the first highly suspect headline? Yes, I am. Okay. Spider-Man No Way Home scores best opening day of all time with 121 false. million. Oh, right off the bat, you said false. I'm of gonna, all time? Of all time. No. All right. It is fake news. Yes. But, I mean, it's the second. It's the second best. This beats uh, Shang-Chi? Oh, yeah. By a lot. Because... I mean, that, what, that has been leading for... I think it was 70 million first day, though. Oh, first day. Oh, right. This is just looking at the first day. Okay. Number one is Avengers Endgame. Number two is Spider-Man No Way Home. And number three is Star Wars The Force Awakens. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're going to see um, We're going to see Spider-Man a little bit. Yeah. It, w- it will be good. I, you know, we grew up in the age of Toby... Um, what's his name? Not Toby Maguire. Toby Gyllenhaal? No. Jake Maguire? No, his name now. It doesn't matter. You throw me off. <laughs> anyway, y'all know who I'm talking about, and so I Toby haven't McGuire. seen. It is Toby McGuire. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't seen any of the new, this new younger kid. Yeah, and Spider-Man. Yeah, just the Except when he's been in when the he's Avengers. Been in Avengers, but I haven't seen any of the Spider-Man. I wasn't excited about this movie until I saw that the preview. I'm like, this is a Doctor Strange movie. Oh, right. I'm in. They connect in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sold me. Yep. We were, oh, we were going to see Encanto, I think. Yeah, we saw, this. We saw the yeah. preview. Yeah. I wasn't going to see it before I saw the preview. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, and then uh, we'll come back uh, maybe at the end of the show or mm-hmm. right after this segment and we'll talk about uh, our impressions on the movie. Absolutely. Are you ready for the second headline? Ready. Disneyland hands out $25 gift cards after canceling Uga's Cantina reservations. False. Why do you think it's false? Because Disney doesn't get That's right. out a mess for free. They don't do squat. This one is a true headline, though. This one, yeah, and I knew you were going to say that, so I had a feeling you were going to get this one wrong. This is a true no, headline. Like, I would even say, like, extra fast passes or, you know what I mean, like, something oh. for a ride, but, like, anything worth cash money value, I... So listen to this weirdness, okay? Okay. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, people with reservations at Ogus Cantina between January 1st and February 6th just had it canceled. And then they get an email saying, sorry about that. You know, when we fix it, you can sign back up. So it's not like it's closed or anything. They just canceled all these reservations and then gave out $25 gift cards as like an apology. Was it a mistake to cancel them in the first place? Yeah, it had to be some kind of tech thing. Oh, so it wasn't really canceled even. No, it was canceled. Oh. They canceled the reservation, said, sorry, here's $25. You can, when we're back online or whatever, you can can try and sign back and get another reservation. Get another reservation. Oh, wow. I am very surprised. It's a Disney tech thing. Disney tech is, well, as you said, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is crazy because I mean, like you think about like all the tech and theming that goes into their attractions, and it's just it's funny. Like, does it make sense? Yeah. In in the world you'd expect, Disney technology department would be superb, top top of the line. 
but it just it's not that way. It's weird. <laughs> they don't have a Justin Lopes working for them, basically. Maybe that's the problem. They have too many Justin Lopes working for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for headline number three? Resort guest early entry privileges paused throughout the rest of the holiday season. Early entry to the park? Yeah, you know how resort guests mm -hmm. get uh, early entry to the park? Mm. Paused for the rest of the holiday season. Why would they be paused? False. It is false. Mm. It's not true at all. I knew it. As a matter of fact, mm. here's the true headline. Beginning December 19th, resort guest early entry will be increased to 60 minutes before park opening. So it was 30 minutes. Right. And now it's going to be 60 minutes until wow. ja until uh, January 3rd. So for the holiday season. That's a nice surprise. Yeah, because there's so many people coming through. I think they're trying to, you know, ease that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's nice. It's the busiest time of year. I was looking at the calendar, and there's really no availability. There's a couple days we can get into Animal Kingdom, That's but there's simple. no availability the week after Christmas. It is it's buttoned so up tight. Like sold up uh, yeah. their tickets. Uh, something interesting about early entry, I've heard a little bit more about how it's been working, and what it is is often a portion of the park is open for the early entry for resort guests, right? Not the entire park, but yeah. a portion of the park with rides open. So what that does actually for regular guests is instead of no rope drop strategy, it's kind of an alternative rope drop strategy. So um, I know they've been opening up uh, Tomorrowland often, and people go to Space Mountain. So if Adventureland isn't open, if I'm a off-site guest, I'm gonna rope drop Adventureland. You still have a pretty good rope drop strategy there. I think there's still some things to be done. I guess you don't know where in the park you're gonna be led into, because not the whole park. Yeah, so what happens is, if you when you get into the park, uh -huh. if you uh, are a resort guest, you'll see the signs that say resort guests enter here for early entry, and you tap in through the bracelets. If you don't have that, then you'll line up at another rope. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so they're not opening the entire park. So I, I was really down on this because I do like staying off-site to save money sometimes. Mm -hmm. And also, I understand and appreciate the value of rope dropping for saving time during your day. So I was pretty upset when they gave this early entry to resort guests every single day. You know, it was mm -hmm. a huge benefit. But now I think uh, it strikes a pretty good balance of letting people in if they want to get in earlier, but also preserving a little bit of the park for rope dropping for off-site guests. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. There's a couple of changes here for the holiday season. From December 19th to January 3rd, Disney World, they're actually moving four of the individual Lightning Lane attractions. Okay. So the ones that you that if you wanted to get in the Lightning Lane, you had to pay individual selections. So Space Mountain, Frozen Ever After, Mickey and Minnie's Railway, and Expedition Everest, those four are coming off the individual attraction selections and going onto the Genie Plus roster. Oh. Yeah, so you don't have to pay for those individually anymore. If you get oh, Genie nice. Plus, you can actually book those. Oh, nice. Okay, so they're increasing what's on Genie Plus. Yeah, and I think that's related to capacity, too. Because there's going to be just so many people there, Genie Plus Lightning Lanes are just going to sell out super quick, and they're not going to be any available later in the day. So I think that's what they're doing here. Got it. That's the sole part of their system. They control it. They can control flow and traffic yeah. and times. and. Yeah. All right. Last one. Sad one. Oh. Disney announces that popular Keys to the Magic Kingdom tour will not return. Do you know Keys, which? I don't know yeah. what that is. So that's the tour where you can go into the Utilidors and get a lunch. Yeah. It's like a behind the scenes at Magic Kingdom tour. Not returning? Not returning. 
I would think that would be popular, but maybe a lot of people also don't know about it. Because, like, it's not something that you see, like, heavily advertised. So yeah, I, I hope don't think it's I've not never, going away, but I've I don't know. I've never seen an ad for it, yeah. Wow. Do you know how much it costs? It's about $100, a little bit more than $100, and it's a five-hour walking tour. I think that's a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah, I would have thought it was more expensive. So you said it was sad, so I'm going to say it is true, though I hope it's not true. It's false. See, I was tricking you. Oh, yeah, I thought it was a slip. (laughs) Uh, I call that a false tell. Okay, poker player. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, nope, it's it's not true. It's thick, and guess what? It's coming back, baby. It's coming back. It's coming back. So that is something that I really want to do. Like, Me too. That's a piece of Disney, and I lo- and other pieces of Disney like that, mm-hmm. I would really like to put my money into. I agree. And here's some more things that are also coming back. So it's a bunch of tours are coming back. Lay it on me. Yep. Keys to the Magic Kingdom tour. That's where you get to go through and look at the Utilidors, get a nice little mm-hmm. lunch. Cool. Uh, another one that's coming back is uh, the Caring for Giants tour. Which is a 60-minute tour, and people say just a great value. Awesome. Yeah, and that's where you're, you're going to... It's an animal kingdom, and you're going to look at see how the elephants are taken care of. Another one coming up. This is one that I actually had uh, planned for our honeymoon, when we were going to do our honeymoon there. The Wild Africa Trek. And uh, there's like a rope bridge at one point. They do a, a lunch. Like you're walking through the savannah in Animal Kingdom? Yeah, safely. You know, you're not, you know, going through no, the, I'm the sure lion thing. Right, but right. Yeah. And it's a whole day? Yeah. <gasps> Tell me more about this. So it's a three-hour exhilarating safari adventure. I thought it was longer than that. You cross a swinging rope bridge near crocodiles and view towering giraffes, powerful rhinos, and hippos as you ride across the open savanna in a rugged safari vehicle. Oh. Along your journey, a knowledgeable guide will share insights about the majestic animals you're viewing, as well as details about the park's dedication to wild animal conservation around the world. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was longer, but I could just be wrong. Another one coming back, Up Close with the Rhinos. It's another 60-minute tour, so I guess this would be kind of like the Caring for Giants tour, only rhinos instead of elephants. Okay. Oh, here's a bit of news. I'm not going to quiz you on. Uh, they just had another baby white rhino over I there. I saw that. Did you see that? Um, I think it was Magical Life Coach actually had uh, made a post. Ah, shoot. Saber the Savannah. Explore the sights, sounds, and tastes of Africa on Disney Animal Kingdom's Savor the Savannah Tour, available for booking later this month. So, a sampling of African-inspired cuisine paired with the selection of regional beer and wine offerings as you gaze across the Harambe Wildlife Reserve. Cool. That's awesome. Justin, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I want to do all these. You want to do any? Hey, if anyone out there wants to do any of these, I can book them for you. I was just going to ask that. Can you book these? Get in touch. I can book these, yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right, that finishes up our headlines for today. All right, thank you, Justin. So now it's time for A Stumps J, where I have different uh, Disney-related trivia questions, and I give them to Justin and see if he can answer them accurately. Mm. Um, I also jokingly refer to these as stumps, <laughs> with the goal of, of trying to, to stump uh, Justin. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Mm. Justin, are you ready for the first stump? I'm ready for the first dump. Okay. (laughs) There are no more blank attractions left in Hollywood Studios. He's thinking real hard. You can't see it. I mean... I can. (laughs) So, I have an answer, but I just want to double check. I don't think it can be right. Like, I have one answer that makes sense with that sentence, but I don't think it can be true. Like, I don't believe it. Well, I mean, the worst that can happen is that you're wrong. Right, and that would be terrible. Let's say... It can't be true. 
opening day attractions. That is 100% correct. No. Attractions, though? There are though? no more. I will pull up exactly. Give me a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, but what about, like, One Man's Dream? That wasn't opening day? Let me or the you exactly. Indiana Stunt Show? The Indiana Jones Stunt Show so wasn't open That was day. not open day. That I can wow. tell you for a fact. Yeah. But an attraction, like a Disney attraction, the, the definition's pretty loose. It doesn't have to be just rides. Like, Hold I know on. Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and I know, like, Grauman's Theater ride, um, the Great Movie Ride is gone, Wait, Backlot what? Tour is gone, and then, you know, obviously Star Wars and Toy Story Land are new. But I would have thought for sure that even Star Tours... Okay. So, yeah, there are no opening day attractions left in the oh, park. No. Yeah. When Disney's Hollywood Studios opened in 1989, there were five attractions. Oh. That's it. The Great Movie Ride. That yeah. was the last one to go. Yeah. The Studio Backlot Tour. Yeah, that the was The Magic fun. of Disney Animation Tour. Okay. That sounds cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. You actually got to go through what they called the fishbowl and see people animating. Oh, that's cool. I would see it. I would love that. Yeah, check back the episode with Dave. Oh, hey, Justin. You mean episode 14. He's been there. I'll link it in the show notes. Oh, we talked cool. about it a little bit. Okay. Um, the Monster Sound Show. Don't know. Uh, that I haven't heard it before. And Superstar Television. So those are the five attractions that, that um, were there on opening day and none of them are there. Yeah. They they opened that park with not very much. No, I was going to say. There couldn't <laughs> have been that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so by 2017, uh, there were no more opening day attractions left. Wow. Wow. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. And I got it right. You got it right. I didn't believe what, it, though. What I didn't made believe you? It. Oh, you just didn't believe it. Yeah, like, well, what else could it have been? Yeah. I, I think that's the only answer. Sure. You, you were right. All right. Number two. Each rock and roller coaster ride vehicle limo has blank number of speakers. You ready to have your mind blown. Books. Each ride vehicle, like the entire train? Yes. Oh, that's going to be a lot. The entire train. You sure? Yes. Yeah, you can go with the train track. Or if you want, you could guess how many per actual car, not the entire train. You have both those numbers? I have both those Ooh, okay. Let me do the car. That'll be easier for me. I, like, the way you said it, I feel like it's going to be more than I think. So, like, there's if there's four seats in each car, I, there's at least two speakers in each one. So, eight. But I'm going to go ahead and say, okay, 16. In each? 16 in each car. You overestimated a little bit there. Not quite that many. So there um, is five in each car, but there's five. 125 speakers. Oh, Five in each car, so there's only one in each headset, and then maybe like nope. a base underneath. So it's yep. You're, there's four on the sides, and then one actually on the seats. So you oh, get the boom from the nice. seats, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's something like crazy. It was like thirty-four thousand subwoofers there. But wow. as speakers, it broke it down like speakers and subwoofers. Yeah. So wow. you really, I want to ride that ride. After you I should. saw that, I'm like, I got to get it's on that. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> ride. And there's no drops, you know, it's music. it's upside down and it's fast, but there's yeah, no drops. But there's no drops. I don't do drops yeah. in any way. You're just glued to your seat the entire time. I prefer that. This feels much more safe than like dangling. Don't let me dangle. No. I don't want to drop from a crazy, I don't want to see anything. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice job. Kind of. Well, you did get that wrong. <laughs> Sorry. You're so optimistic. But the first, I don't I know. It. That first one's good. Okay, number three. Smuggler's Run has a secret. What is it? Oh, did I tell you about this? Did you? I know. I've I've experienced the secret. Oh. Chewbacca mode. Yes. Chewy mode. Yeah. Oh. I didn't. I wrote okay. it like six times when I was there because there's a single rider and I was by myself. Oh, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm just gonna keep riding this yeah. ride. And uh, I got on one, and we waited extra long, 
but the the cast member that uh yeah you know asked us we've had all written it before and he's like you guys know about chewy mode and like we're like oh yeah i kind of heard it can we he's like you guys want to do it and he explained us to what it is so chewy mode is basically like when you when on the regular ride you hear hondo and he's giving you instructions like you got to do this you got to do that you know instead of that guy telling you what to do you just hear chewy yelling at you <laughs> so it's kind of funny at first uh-huh. and then it's just it's just chewy yelling at you the whole time in chewy <laughs> and okay. you have no clue what he's saying so that's why it's important that it's not like the first time you ride it and you have to pay like close attention you got to know because your buttons blink when you're supposed to hit them but it's it's really fun it was a trip that's okay that's kind of cool because i didn't know like it was something that like the cast members would tell you about i thought it was yeah i didn't think so either this was i think a cool cast member we had like waited a little bit longer like on the onboarding okay. um we had actually there's there's one that's set up to load um, people in wheelchairs Oh. And I, so people getting on and off that can take a little bit longer sometimes. Sure. So we were, we were, you know, we were standing there for a little bit and, you know, he just chatted us up. He was a really friendly guy and he offered it. And I was really glad because everyone has to agree. There's like a particular sequence of buttons you have to do to trigger it. And he talked us through it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's like a special Disney story. Yeah. It was cool because you usually have to be like, if you're going to do it yourself, you have to be, you have to be an entire party to do it and you'd have to like you have yeah. to be get six friends five friends you know and and uh, do it on look it up online and, and know how to do it but this guy just walked us through it that's super special that was great oh, there's that's awesome. i've got other great stories from that ride i won't keep okay. going on to it but the, the cast members on that ride i think is particularly and just in that place in in galaxy's edge are just awesome oh, really yeah okay i'm glad i picked that <laughs> <laughs> all right number four mm-hmm. Last one. Okay. A prop. Yes. From blank is hiding in plain sight in Galaxy's Edge. Oh man. So Disney reuses props a lot. They do. There uh there's a plane I think it was used at the Jungle Cruise that came from Indiana Jones or like half of it's in Indiana That's Jones funny. and the other half is in the Jungle Cruise something like that. Sorry to interrupt again, Justin. The other half was actually on the Great Movie Ride. Oh, is it a Universal prop? A prop no, from sorry. Universal Studios that Incorrect. got reused? No. Um, it's hiding in plain sight. A prop is hiding in plain sight. Well, I mean, I mean, if you go into Doc Ondor's, there's just there's tons of props in there because he collected items from across the galaxy. Think about when you exited Galaxy's Edge. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's in Galaxy's Edge. I'm going to have to say uncle on this one. I don't know. All right. So it's a prop from the Mandalorian. It's the it's a specifically a blue and gray X-Wing. And oh, it's yeah. a ship. So when you get off the exit, a Rise of the Resistance. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the Mandalorian. That's from the set of the Mandalorian. Oh, I didn't How know cool that. How cool is that? I, didn't yeah, know I thought that. it was awesome. There's a really great photo. You can yeah, I have video. Cool I have video of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll have to post it. I'll double check and make sure yeah. it's the one you're talking about, but I'll post Let's that this week. Let's put it in the notes, yeah. I'll make an Instagram post this week with some jazzy music. I think one of my favorite things, aside from my Princess Tiana, Dooney, and Burke, is the connectedness that Disney does between everything, like mm-hmm. their movies, their shows, their rides, mm. but how they connect and use things in one another and kind of have like these little hidden gems of things. I agree. That I think is really, really cool. Yeah. So that's it for, for Ace Some Shay. All right. Thanks, Autumn. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. Let's get into mailbag. Let's do it. All right. The first one I got, it's actually an Instagram message. Woo-hoo. Hey, sorry for the random message. 
at Mini Activewear are recruiting and we think you'd be perfect to promote our carbon neutral gym clothes and activewear. Please direct Mini Activewear and Hannah will get back to you ASAP. That's wait, so it's a Minnie Mouse? Uh no, it's, it has oh. nothing to do with Disney. It's just oh. like slinky tight gym wear that women wear. Oh, okay. So I responded, I said, Hey, thanks. I'm a fat dude that runs in Walmart sweats. Thanks for reaching out. <laughs> when you say yeah, Minnie, I'm like, yeah, we'll do that. I'll try on Minnie. No out response. Clothes? Yeah, you're right. Oh. No, that does make sense. No, it's M I N I. Just Minnie, I guess. Oh, okay. As in small like not for that, me that's not me either <laughs> all right so that was the first one and but we actually got a lot of good response from the post i put up promoting last week's episode on diversity equity inclusion Ooh, i reused that I'm old curious. meme i made with the rabbit that he's kind of doing the willy wonka pose mm-hmm. and I, what is the text it says no please tell me about your connection to a movie released in 1946 that you've never seen referencing the song in the south yeah i like it just because that rabbit looks just like willy wonka from the willy wonka meme he does and it's saucy it's It's the right amount of sauce i like it so we get a comment here from old grand bear and he says i love the stories and the characters depicted on the ride the only good thing about the movie was james basket and hattie mcdaniel Brer Rabbit has been a favorite of mine since childhood. It's still one of the best themed rides at Disney. It has an entire storyline with catchy music that is still a favorite to so many guests. And then this last sentence kind of threw me for a loop. Hmm. If we want to be inclusive, we can't eliminate the popular attractions. I don't know what he means by that. I think he's using a different... He's referencing inclusion very differently than how we were defining it. So like if we want to be in, if we want to be inclusive we have to include all the rides in the park. Yes. So we can't get we can't get rid of rides if we want to be inclusive. Right. Okay. But he's yeah, he, exactly. He's talking about it from a literal like we have to make everyone happy or almost have everything be equal, right? Or or remain the same. In inclusion is not about making everybody happy or well not the, it's something. not the way we used it in that episode so no 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 you just might have a different definition i asked yeah. him about it he didn't respond but yeah uh yeah i imagine he might be using more a literal definition right okay. right thanks thanks for writing in old grand bear i mean i agree with him that i like the ride sure. i've never seen the full movie i've seen clips on youtube and i'm sure james basket kills it with the singing mm-hmm. and i don't know anything about hattie mcdaniel but Okay, cool. No, he likes the movie. I, I get that. Some people like the movie. Sure. Yeah, I'd be curious. You know what? I would <laughs> recommend that he check out, he go to Disney's Reimagined Tomorrow and check out some of the things that might be, uh, or that definitely are a bit of a concern about that movie. And yeah. maybe that might give some more, another perspective another to perspective. his definition of inclusion. Yeah. For sure. All right, next one, My Little Laughing Place. She says, I love Splash. From my first visit, it was a favorite key here this was a little clue she spelled favorite with a u so i said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she confirmed it until the last few years had no idea of the movie or the storyline uk based don't think it's popular here interesting yeah so That's she's from the uk yes she yeah. didn't she didn't know right yeah and neither did i honestly until you know a few years ago i didn't really i just thought it was a fun animal ride um with a cool song she says i do think it's outdated now that i know of it and honestly the new changes are exciting I love Princess and the Frog and the soundtrack. The bones of the ride will be the same, just new things to look at and a new song to sing along with. I like that. Yeah, See, perspective and, and welcoming change, which is tough for us as human beings, but I really like that it, it sounds like that this person, yeah, has thought about that in, inclusivity piece a bit and that and, and is open to the open to positives change. of changes. Yeah. 
yeah, I think diversity, equity, and inclusion aside, it's probably going to be a really cool update on an old ride. Yeah, you know, it's going to yeah. be awesome. I, the old I, ride was cool. It's cool, but it was also old. Like this, kind of old. Disney's come a long way from the beginning yeah. of what, like the just technology that they had when that ride started. Yeah, it's thirty years old, isn't it? Yeah, nineteen eighty-nine, I think. Nineteen eighty-nine, nineteen ninety. So yeah, thirty years. Thirty years. And then we actually got a response here from the Magical Life Coach. I, I won't read the whole response. It's really good. You should check it out. Ooh, but yeah. there's an interesting bit here I wanted to read. I'm so grateful for respectful representation through media like Frozen 2 and The Princess and the Frog. It helps provide a visual contrast between what is appropriate and what is not and has a powerful impact on children and adults. Mm. But I read that and I'm like, Frozen 2? What? I've never seen Frozen 2. Me neither. Like, what are you talking about? I thought it was just... There's a bunch of white people in that movie. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, so I checked it out. So apparently there's uh, representations of the Sami people, which are the ad- indigenous people uh, of the Norway area. And actually, I, you know, it's not just Norway, but um, included in Norway. Right. So and, and apparently they they put a lot of work into making sure that was a truthful and respectful representation. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, now, now I want to check out Frozen 2. Now? I'm self-Frozen. It's not my thing. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I, I hadn't had any interest in checking out Frozen 2, but now I definitely will. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I've seen Frozen, but it was in like class, like, and I so I was like working, but the um, kids were watching it. But it, like, I was also working, so I didn't really get to see it. So I guess I'm gonna have to. I thought we see watched that it one. with our nieces. I thought that was maybe, the first time we'd seen it. Like, and at then their maybe house. I, I fell asleep at that one. Yeah, That's I awesome. haven't actually seen it. I don't, I don't know the story that well. So I'll have to see that and Frozen too. <laughs> We've got some time off coming up. So we do. All right. So that finishes up mailbag. We're going to head out to the movies. We'll we'll be back with you in a little bit and tell you how uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home went. Excited. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned and enjoy this interview with the Magical Life Coach. I think you're going to like it. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. And thank you again for coming on to talk with us. So we've got a bit of a disagreement here. Um, here I want to do this uh, movie review with spoilers, and Autumn says no spoilers. No spoilers, because that's been a rule, and we've talked about other movies, no spoilers. And this specific movie has not even been out for 48 hours. So, like, most people have not seen this movie yet. Valid argument. Here's my argument. It's too early. I don't have anything interesting to say about this movie without spoilers. I think uh, you're not challenging yourself enough. I have lots of interesting things to say with keeping in mind, because I thought we were not going to do any spoilers. So I'm just going to talk about concepts. Right. Here, let's do. Let's try something new. You do no spoilers, and I'm going to do all the spoilers. Okay, so let me talk about... So we went to go see the new Spider-Man, which was really awesome. Personally, I will just share, Spider-Man was, was really the first comic book character that I really like. I got into watching all the other ones because of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the age of Tommy Maguire, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And so I have yet, actually, I haven't seen the earlier Spider-Mans with this newer Spider-Man in it. Yeah. So it was really great to see that. I think he's done a fabulous job, really taking on the essence. You saw the Avengers movies. Yeah, he still has a very small role yeah. in that. Like, yeah. I, I I didn't really get to see him. He was, like, a yeah. supportive, supportive role, yeah. you know? 
but I, I was really impressed with the trueness to the character I thought was very much there while also I will say the movie had some delightful like small but like meaningful twists you know that are still staying in line with the story but the background might be a little bit different so I thought that was good so there we go I just shared a little gem without spoilers the other thing I will say is that there are some characters that are brought in that you're just like what I just was really excited about that and we were um, when we were in the movie theater it was funny there was like three or four points where like the whole audience right Justin was like wow yeah it was a fun audience it was fun it was was really fun and there was some cool what's the word Um, quips wittiness what do you call a little bit of uh, Tim and Eric humor sprinkled I felt like throughout it for those of you yeah you didn't think so maybe not like super, not like super Tim and Eric, right? But like a little bit of a Tim and Eric. A little absurd? A little absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some absurdity in it. Mm. But it was like, I think, really I executed think I know beautifully. About. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's a few moments. The awkwardness. Awkward moments drawn out. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Awkward moments drawn out. I love that. And then at the end, as we know to expect from Marvel, Marvel it, there's two really great um, like end scenes after the credits. Mm-hmm. Which, like you know, again, sometimes... They're great. Sometimes, like, they're a thing and you still have no idea what the heck is going on. Uh, but I thought these two were were pretty uh, cool. And it's emotional. I'd also say it's emotional. The yeah. ending of this one is, like, you're a little... I was still unsettled. It's an emotional movie. It's an emotional... Yeah, his whole story is very much. But it... it um, another reason why I love Peter Parker. Uh, so that's what I that's what I'm going to say. Mm. But I, I enjoyed it. I would give it um, how many spidey webs out of... I mean, I'm going to give it four and a half out of five spidey webs. That's a good amount of spidey webs. Yeah. You could do a lot of swinging with four and a half out of five. I could do a whole lot of swinging. <laughs> All right. All right, Justin, are you, have I convinced you to talk about this movie and get people excited without spoilers? No, I'm definitely going to talk about spoilers. <laughs> and here they come. If you don't want spoilers, great review, Autumn. I think that was very good. And I think that will get a lot of people excited about it. Okay. Now, here's some spoilers. <laughs> I, I think you need to say explicitly spoilers for the I've new... I've said it four times already. All right, I'm going to say it. So spoilers <laughs> for the new Spider-Man movie are about to come out of Justin's mouth because we disagree. <laughs> and I don't want to share any spoilers. All right, Justin, go ahead. All right, first thing I have to review is standing in line for the movies. Uh, we got our tickets online. <laughs> We're ready to go. Um, but Autumn wanted to spend $10 on popcorn, which I disagreed with as a decision. Uh, so we got stuck in line behind these people who literally ordered eight large sodas. And they had to move those out. And uh, they were served one at a time. And if I can add one thing. Yeah. I have never, I've been in a lot of movie lines. I was like, this woman is dropping money. <laughs> I looked at the total because yeah. I was a bad person and wanted to be noticed. Yeah, no, it's $95. Yeah. It was ninety four forty seven, And it was still going up. Yeah, because she got eight sodas, and like, two large popcorns, and then she started ordering candy. And the kid behind me is like, <laughs> he almost lost it. <laughs> you looked, I know, you looked at him like, is he going to be okay? <laughs> I'm here for you, buddy. You want to talk about this? <laughs> you don't... Let's use some act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that in that moment, like, Autumn, you can't change this. This yeah. is what it is. I mean, if I you want to get out of the line, but I don't think you want to get out of the line. So just accept this moment. No. You're here at the movie. It's a privilege to be able to be here at the movie with your husband. Oh, Suck nice work. That's I was, what I said that to myself. I was doing in frustration. I was just doing <laughs> deep in that frustration. And then, oh, yeah, so it's assigned seating. We haven't had this problem yet, but there were people in our assigned seats, and apparently they got there because 
some people were in their assigned seats and maybe some people were in their assigned seats too. So we, you know, did the thing that uh, you'd expect we did. Uh, we just sat in someone else's assigned seats and when they came, we're like, okay, we just have to get somebody. So we got someone and we kind of saw them hop around the theater, moving people around. This is just a PSA because it just frustrates everyone and someone's going to have, you're all going to have to move eventually. So if it's an assigned seat theater, especially if it's packed, like opening day. Yeah. This is opening day. Just sit in your seats. Mm -hmm. If you can't sit together, I'm sorry. You know, buy your tickets earlier next time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that. We just agreed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those are the two uh, movie frustrations. And uh, eventually, we got to start watching the movie. Once the anxiety, worrying about if someone was going to come ask me to move was Aww. gone, <laughs> then, then it was fine. Uh, the movie. So uh, I haven't seen any... Sp recent Spider-Man movies. I haven't seen a movie since like probably the Green Goblin, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So I'm entirely missing the middle Spider-Man and I've seen nothing except the Avengers movies of this newest Spider-Man. I actually, and so because of that, I think like the first 15 minutes of the movie were a little frustrating for me because I didn't know who the heck Mysterio was or what the heck Gorsh. was going on. Yeah, That's same. at some point. It, it started much... It literally started, like, where the last movie must yeah. have ended, like, yeah. mid-scene. And yeah. I was a little, like... What's and going I assume on? it was supposed to be that way, but normally yeah. I feel like there's more of an ease in. Yeah, so no. now I kind of want to go back and watch some of these movies. But what I really liked about the movie is that it did... It was kind of like a Doctor Who thing. Like, there were three Spider-Mans interacting. It was awesome! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And... Uh, He's a cool character for that because he's not like a type A character. He's not like a macho alpha man character. Uh, he's kind of like a sensitive kid, right? So you've got three of those. And this is the first movie, and not just action movie, the first movie I've ever seen where three dudes cried in the same scene. Yes. Three dudes cried in the same scene. and But like you as the audience, you were totally there with them. You know, like they were processing their grief and trauma and Autumn cried. Mm -hmm. But and it was fine. <laughs> it was completely normal that three dudes were in the same. They weren't in the room. They were on the Statue of Liberty, but that they were all. Were they on the statue at this point? They were somewhere. No, they were on a school roof. Um, yeah. They were all crying. There is, I think, two, two scenes where they're all crying. The other scene that I thought was really yeah. cool, I think, is the one you were kind of talking about with that awkward, drawn-out thing. So <laughs> they, the three of them end up on the Statue of Liberty, and they kind of just fall into this pattern of conversation that is completely incongruent with the moment. Like, they're about to uh, go down this epic battle, and then they just start talking about their history and like their lives mm -hmm. and just the and most some back pain yeah it started with like back pain yes yeah, in the most ridiculous way but just like they all reacted to each other like the spider-man character would so just to, it was just it was great it was this awkward drawn out weird conversation that you you don't really see in marvel movies or action movies and it was just very satisfying to see that it was hilarious they really and, and i could just i just have to read it again their ability to really stay true with this character throughout all these renditions, but especially in this movie, I just thought was extremely impressive. Yeah. Um, I'd say, you know, the beginning I didn't really get because I didn't know what, what it was going on. But after that, once the movie started in earnest, I, I thought it was a really good movie. And I recommend going to see it. It's very, very good. I, well, I want to see it again already. If I And if I can say <laughs> I want to see it again already. And again, I still have not thought, except for this very moment, about Eternals again. It was real bad. <laughs> don't see that. Please, really, like, you don't did. see it. I hope they redo it. No, no, no. You did. You did. Because I think, like, halfway into the movie or, like, 30 minutes into the movie, you're like, oh, this is already better than Eternals. <laughs> I did. 
So you are thinking about Eternals as like a negative example of what you don't want to see in a movie. And and it's funny because I don't even remember, like I just remember it was bad, you know, like. I want to see Eternals again and maybe with different expectations. And I want to talk to my friend Dan first because he said he loved it. So I want to talk to my friend Dan and then I want to see Eternals. We'll do that. But our, uh, yeah, our uh, summary, go see if you can. This new Spider-Man, No Way Home, it was it was wonderful, it was beautiful, it was action-packed and sensitive. Um, we recommend it. Yeah, great movie. Leanne, can you tell me, what is life coaching? I think that the best way to explain what a life coach is and does is to compare and contrast that with therapy. So therapy focuses on the past and it seeks to answer the question of why, Mm. why you have the beliefs you do, the thought processes, or why you do the things that you do. And coaching is more present and future focused and it wants to answer how, how to move on maybe from things that have happened in your past or how to achieve your present goals. So therapy is past focused, coaching is present focused. And they do have some overlap. Both of them really um, seek to improve your mental health and your overall quality of life. When you put both of them together, they can be really powerful in doing that. Interesting. Interesting. So I, I like that. You know, I, so I'm a behavior analyst and we, we typically tend to think in terms of like the present environment. So to me, something that's more forward focused and the way you're describing it, um, goal oriented, maybe seems like a really yes. valuable, like life changing tool. Yes. Like, would anybody benefit from a life coach? Is there a particular, like, how do I know if I need a life coach? That's a good question because life coaching can be so broad. Mm. There are people that are health and wellness coaches. You can be like a financial and business coach. I kind of just live in the realm of mental health and personal development that way. Um, I would recommend therapy more for people maybe that haven't had the opportunity to process things that have gone on in the past. Um, And coaching, maybe if you have had the time to process an event or situation and you're ready to move forward. Coaching, I guess coaching doesn't necessarily uh, just apply to people who have had a past event. It could be for someone that's in a completely healthy situation right right now and does have um, a goal or something that they do want to push toward in the future. And they're just looking for the tools to do that and the how of the understanding to reach those goals. So really anyone can benefit from life coaching. It sounds also like maybe someone, maybe that feels stuck, would they benefit from maybe that help getting moving forward? Yes, absolutely. A lot of people, um, they know what they want. Mm. They know why they want it, but they don't know how to get it. Mm. And I think that's where coaches come in. Excellent. Giving you the proper tools to do that. So what brought you like to, uh, what, what made you interested in life coaching? What, what brought you to become a life coach? Yeah, that is a long-winded <laughs> answer, but I'll try to keep it as um, concise as I can. So childhood was very rough for me, and there wasn't a lot of emphasis or resources on uh, mental health and the importance of mental health. Mm. And when I got pregnant with my daughter, I had a very rough pregnancy. I had a very severe postpartum anxiety and depression. And I had it not just postpartum, but like from the second (laughs) that I got pregnant, uh, my mental health took a downward spiral because of the physical situations happening in the pregnancy. Being on the other side of that and healing from all that, I really 
have gained a deep appreciation for mental health and I have a better understanding of how important it is to your quality of life and how it can really um, change everything. Just like as far as your daily routine, yeah. how important mental health is. I decided it was time to equip myself with tools to move forward from my childhood. Right. I actually did not opt for therapy because I have had several years to kind of process um, just different events that happened. Sure. And I was already very aware of the ways that it was affecting my daily life. I knew why I was doing some of the things I was doing. So instead of opting for like a past-focused therapeutic approach, I opted for a future-focused coaching approach right. and I found a trauma recovery coach our personalities just really clicked yeah. and I just really liked her approach that's such a big part of I think as finding therapists as well okay. I can say from personal experience finding someone that you can click with that you can be open and vulnerable with to really to make change that's that's awesome yes she was great and she had had similar experiences to me so she wasn't just speaking from like her training or her certification knowledge she had real life experience with it. Um, and she had a similar background to me as well. So I could just relate to her on many levels. So I found so much value in her coaching and it really helped just improve my mental health and quality of life overall. I decided this is something that I wanna do. I wanna get the certification and training that I need to do this. I did choose not to pick her specialization, even though that's something I'm passionate about. I felt maybe it wouldn't be a great idea for me to almost relive yes. those events through helping clients. Secondhand trauma is a real thing. Yeah. Yes. So I chose a broader specialization. So I specialize in life, purpose, goal, achievement, and happiness. But those are really broad. So there is still some room for me to address maybe trauma recovery techniques without getting too caught up in the weeds of it. Yeah. So I, I'm able to help people in a way that's still healthy for me. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed coaching so far. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds like a great way to help other people, you know, make the gains that you yourself have made and what that's got to be the most fulfilling feeling when you can help other people like that. Yes, it is. It almost um, helps give some purpose to everything you went through. It doesn't feel so useless. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I, I was looking through some of the materials that you uh, that you have uh, posted through your your Instagram, the Magical Life Coach. Went through Amazon and I saw some materials that you created there. So some books that you've written and also some materials. One of them being, which piqued my interest, was a journal for new dads to use like throughout pregnancy and the, the postpartum. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering, like, what what sparked that for you? What what made you uh, create that? I think my husband would be the reason that I made that. <laughs> I did mention that I had a very difficult pregnancy and being on the other side of that, I've sat down with him and had a lot of, a lot of conversations um, just to get his perspective on everything that we went through because while we were in the thick of it, I didn't have the capacity to have those conversations with him and right. to be a support system for him. Right. So that's something that we've really gotten to do after the fact. And um, he expressed just like his overall feeling through the pregnancy and postpartum. He was obviously so excited about our daughter. Right. We've always both wanted to be parents, you know, but he also said that he felt like just overall very alone yeah. and hopeless almost because the people in our personal life, no, no one had gone through uh, the complications that I had with my pregnancy and especially not the severity that I did. And we both kind of felt like we couldn't talk to anyone about it. Yeah. And the times that we did, 
nobody got it. Nobody really understood um, what we were talking about. So I created the journals as a place to just get those feelings out because um, during those months, both of us kind of bottled up our feelings. We didn't want to be a burden to the other person because we knew, right, we knew we were both struggling. We didn't want to make it harder. So we just kind of bottled those emotions up and there was nobody outside of our marriage that we could talk to that understood it either. So I just created the journal as a place for um, people to write down those feelings and get them out without judgment or criticism Mm. and then each week i put an affirmation in the journals just as encouragement and the cool thing about um the dad's journals is my husband helped me come up with those affirmations so that was a really meaningful project that we got to do together and i think it oh excellent it maybe even provided some closure from the struggles that we dealt with during the pregnancy it felt like a meaningful way to uh, use that experience that we went through in our life. Yeah, yeah, I think that's such a valuable tool. I mean, you talked about, you know, feeling um, alone in the process and and part of that being that as the man in this uh, uh, this couple that's, that's making a baby, right. physiologically have very little burden, right? And you, mm-hmm. like the, the woman is really carrying the load there, you know, in tons of different mm-hmm. ways. So for, for me, I'll, I'll speak personally, for me to say to my wife, you know, I'm feeling sad about this, or I'm concerned about this. Like, I want to be the rock for her, you know? So I think there's, there's these cultural, these cultural things getting in the way too. Like it's, it's weird for guys to reach out about their feelings, you know? Yes, I agree. There's definitely some cultural influence. And and I think that, you know, needs to change if men are going to live as long as women do. Yes. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, I think these tools, you know, for self-reflection, well, maybe it gives me a place to put down my thoughts too. So when I do go to someone else, I, I have, I've done a little bit of the work already. I don't know. Yes. I also thought that it would be valuable to be able to take into your doctor. Yeah. Like if you are struggling with mental health, it, sometimes it's really hard to sit down with your doctor and say, hey, this is what's going on in my head. Yeah. So you could just hand them the journal and be like, look at it. <laughs> I can't I can't retell the story, but look at what's going on I have on notes. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as I mentioned before, you're the magical life coach. Uh, and I've just gained from, you know, looking at your your Instagram and your TikTok, which you have some great content on TikTok. I really enjoyed. Thank you. Um, that Disney plays a role in your life coaching. Could you tell me about that role that it does play? Yes, absolutely. I have been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember. I've always loved the movies. And I think some of that comes from, you know, the difficulties the difficulties that I did have to deal with as a child, I could always turn on those quintessential Disney movies that were in everybody's living room and find a character that I really related to. And even if they weren't in my situation, they were feeling the same emotions that I was feeling. So in that way, it just helps me not to feel so alone. And I think Disney is really great at storytelling and capturing human emotion and experience. And Disney like gets really deep <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, they do. They they really really do. So you would say like watching the movies coming up has kind of like influenced your personality. So naturally, that's going to have an impact on how you do life coaching. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> so I was looking definitely. through some of your TikTok videos, and in these videos, you provide maybe some of the I don't know how to say it some of the 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 constructs or some of the underlying 
uh, themes, I should say, some of the underlying themes of the movies and kind of apply that to maybe experiences that we all have. Could you, what's your favorite video? If I hate to make you pick is, do you have a favorite of the videos that you have up right now? I don't know if I have a favorite because I like all of them so much, but the very first one that I ever posted, like that one stands out to my mind mm -hmm. and that's a, in my mind. And that's about Cinderella mm -hmm. and narcissism yeah. because Growing up, we know the stepmother and stepsisters are mean to Cinderella because they're jealous of her. Yeah. So I've always, um, I've always understood that, but it wasn't until I really became an adult that I found a word to describe their behavior, which would be narcissism. Yeah. And that kind of it stems from a place of jealousy and insecurity that they they become so obsessed with their image and how people view them that they're willing to do anything to preserve that and that includes making Cinderella putting her down and making her feel bad sure. and I think even narcissism I was thinking about this the other day like where does narcissism stem from and I think it can stem from arrogance or insecurity I was like well where do those insecurities come from or where where does that arrogance come from right. And I kind of thought maybe it's because we place our worth in things other than ourselves. Like we are human beings and we have worth because we're humans. Yeah. Not because we have a certain amount of money in our bank accounts or our, uh, we fit the beauty standards of the day, whatever it may be. And you could, you could see that the stepmother and stepsisters really place their value as people in their beauty and in their money. Yeah. And that, in turn, that gave them a lot of insecurities and caused them to be narcissistic. Yes. Now, their, in, their narcissism impacted Cinderella, right? Yes. And I think you made the point about how it was their narcissism. It wasn't about Cinderella. It was about their narcissism, right? And it... Yes, absolutely. So I think being on the receiving end of narcissism when people are treating you badly mm. it can kind of make you pause and think well what did i do right. wrong uh, why am i not enough but really the problem is not you it's the person who's treating you poorly yeah. um and ideally you would address the situation and say hey the way you're treating me is making me upset and they would give you an, uh, a genuine apology right. and you could mend the relationship and move forward but sometimes that's not real right, life right. and that doesn't happen. Um, you know, sometimes they they continue to treat you poorly, press issues that you don't, you're not comfortable discussing. Um, so then in turn, you have to set boundaries. Right. Maybe that looks like reducing contact with them, not discussing certain things with them, or maybe, maybe removing them from your life. Yeah. And that's a tough one. And I think we don't even see Cinderella do this in the movie. I was thinking about this this morning. We see her leave. She leaves. Yeah. So I guess in, in that sense, she set, she set the boundary, but she doesn't necessarily address it yeah. with her stepmother. I mean, I hate to make a judgment because I don't know their family, but <laughs> from the perspective <laughs> we see, I'm not sure that relationship was recoverable. I'm not sure, you know, given like the length of time and the, the like the amount of maltreatment right, exactly that maybe that's when it's time to walk away cinderella <laughs> yes i would agree with that the severity of the harshness that they treated her with i, I agree with cinderella <laughs> i think she did the right thing in leaving um, but maybe sometimes before we get to that step where we do decide to leave yeah. and we just address the situation a lot of times the narcissistic person in the situation could kind of try to twist the narrative and make you out to be the mean person right. well I'm your family you need to have a relationship with right. me uh, you know why are you taking everything so personally 
don't be so mean, you know? Or that doesn't happen. Yeah, you're misrepresenting the situation, something with going to the gaslighting thing. Exactly, yes. Gaslighting and boundaries are connected so closely. That's something else I love discussing. Um, but I think in those situations too, because of the gaslighting and the things they say about us, we can start to feel guilt for setting a boundary or for ending a relationship that we need to for our own safety. And one of the quotes from Cinderella that sticks out the most to me, is she says to have courage and be kind. She did set that boundary when she left the situation. She had courage mm. and that didn't make her the mean person. Right. She's still a kind, good, loving person. And she was firm and set boundaries. Yeah. I think maybe this is my perspective as a woman and the, the culture that I grew up in, women are supposed to be sweet and gentle and never um oh, yeah. don't have strong opinions have opinions but keep yeah. them to yourself <laughs> yeah express them appropriately without raising your voice <laughs> express them when you're allowed to right <laughs> yeah yep and i think that's something that i've had to unlearn in my life yeah. um yeah that no i i am a good kind person but i'm also not going to take mistreatment i can have courage and stand up for myself and still be a kind person so i think those are some really valuable lessons that we can take from such a simple fairy tale story and it's so interesting to think about how i watched that movie as a child and how i watch it as an adult now yeah your perspective completely changes and i think now even just having had these watched your TikTok videos and had this conversation with you the next time I go back and watch some of these videos, I will definitely be thinking about it differently. Right. Like you can't unsee it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you watched um, the Disney video since you were a kid for as long as you can remember. Mm-hmm. Have you, are you also a Parks fan or are you mostly Disney media fan? I am a Parks fan. I think we went to Disney World, I think I was 12 the first time we went. My mom saved up a really long time and took us on vacation. Yeah. And we've taken several trips back to the Florida parks since then. We do Universal and SeaWorld and things too. I think also as a kid, because childhood was rough, I think the parks became like a happy place in a very literal way. Yeah. And it was so interesting. Like even when I wasn't in the parks, I, I was thinking about them. Yes. Like I have a notebook where I would draw like different things from the parks and wish I was there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can relate to that. I think from the ages of like 12 to maybe 35, I had a recurring dream where Disney World was always off in the distance and the whole dream was getting there, yes. but I never got there. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know, we can psychoanalyze that later, but I feel like that's that like that's a place that like by for whatever reason a piece of me always wants yes, to be. I identify with that. I would love to be local to the parks and live there one day. That's high up on yeah. my life goal list right now. Same. Same. So, okay. So going to the parks, so you've been to the parks, um, you know, a bunch of times and you've experienced media as you were a kid and you still experience Disney media. Now has life coaching changed the way you either experience the parks or experience Disney media? Um, the, I think the only way it might influence how I experience the parks is that I'm more emotional. <laughs> like when, just because I feel like these characters have impacted my life in a very profound way that when I see a character in the park or see a character on a ride, it just makes me super emotional, especially like being in the parks with your kid. Like, oh my goodness, the emotions run high. Yeah. That's, I think that's the only way that the parks have changed for me. But watching Disney movies, I don't think I can ever watch a Disney movie again without wanting to like pull out my notebook and write down like a hundred 
little things that I'm seeing from the movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that becoming a coach has made me appreciate the storytelling um, that Disney does so much more and the details that they put into the topics and the underlying themes and the character development. I think it just made me appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I you know, and I'm sure it'll continue to evolve too, as you like progress through mm-hmm. um, the life coaching and you meet new people and you, we go back and watch some of the movies we've seen a dozen times and you see them a little bit differently. Yes. So if anyone were interested in reaching out to you, maybe for some life coaching, how might they do that? I am not currently doing um, client sessions. That's something I'm thinking about doing in the new year. But if anyone okay. did want to contact me, they could email me at themagicallifecoach at gmail.com or they could, in- they could DM me on Instagram with the same tag. Awesome. And I'm going to be sure to post that in the show notes. And I also, if it's okay, if I can put your TikTok link in the show notes, because those videos, I, people just have to watch those. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can do that. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it's worth an iTunes review to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks again to the Magical Life Coach for coming on and talking with me. I really appreciate that. Again, be sure to check her out on TikTok and Instagram. You won't regret it. And hey, if you want to take a trip down to Disney World, Disneyland, maybe a Disney Cruise Line, and would like to help out the show, consider booking a trip with me. I'd be happy to take on some of that planning so you can spend more time enjoying your vacation. And yes, only about 10 days left for the December charity donation event. 100% of my commission for your trip goes to the charity of your choice, and my services are still free. That's a good deal, so don't miss out on it. Alright, until next time, easy dizzit. it.